online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! <laughs> oh, there yeah. it is. Always love this song. Hey everybody, song. welcome to AfterBuzzTV.com. Welcome. Hi. I'm your host, Steve Kaufman, and we are here for the Louie After Show. It's Season 5, Episode 5, entitled Untitled. If you're watching me live on YouTube, please feel free to like drop by the chat. I'll see your questions, your comments, your concerns about tonight's episode. Some people have concerns. If you're listening to my voice on iTunes or on SoundCloud, like us, rate us, subscribe us, share us. And if at any point you're hearing my voice and you want to say something to me, you can talk to me at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. Be sure to use the hashtag ABTV Louie, but I'm not alone here. <laughs> to my left, I'm joined by both Manus and Jared. Where Steve, can they tweet at you? I just want to say, first of all, Steve, Jared, it's a pleasure to see you guys. Oh, wow. oh my oh, gosh. Right. Yeah, yeah. to an amazing beginning to the show. It's, I love it. It's all drinking at the same time, so no one's talking. Oh, yeah. Was, everyone else had vodka, right? Yeah. Okay, I cool. do. Yeah, I think it's gin this time. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you got the classy but, route. Oh, where, yes. where can they find you Anyway, on yes. Everyone, <laughs> you can find me on the twit, Twitter at, at, it's at ref. It's at Rest Fiction, which stands for RestaurantFiction.com. Check out that website. And also on iTunes, Restaurant Fiction. It's a great website. I enjoy it. You can find me at, at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Complain, compliment. I'm open to everything. He is the ultimate sports guy, too. Just oh, FYI. Absolutely. Thanks for the plug. You I've got seen it. him take so many complaints on Twitter. Yes, it's lovely. Don't, I don't take any complaints. I got one tonight. Did, already? Yeah, but you handled about this show. Okay. This, this episode's... Called Untitled. Yes. Is that for a reason? Yes. And what's reason, the reason? There is no reason. And that's surrealism. And this is my film degree coming into use. Finally. You know, was, finally. <laughs> you get to use your film degree. He was giddy in the viewing room. Just a little bit. I was like, oh, here it's going to be just. This wait, is gonna be by nice. the way, this this was actually very special for me because you, you were not just giddy, Steve, but you were laughing your butt off. I've never seen you laugh so hard for an episode of Louis this season. I was just semi obsessed with the guy with the olives for eyes or whatever that was. I think he just had pinhole eyes. It was like great. he just had pupils, I think. But to yeah, start at the teaser. top. To start at the top, we have Louie doing a really funny bit about bees, where he wants to, um, we've heard the bit so many times, I still don't, be I still can't read it. He wants to, he wants to be a bee- beekeeper, but he actually doesn't like all the bees. And so he just kept one bee, and that bee's really lonely. And that's the bit. And the gentleman, he ran into a gentleman outside who really, really liked the bit. And he was like, tell him, retell that bit. And then, like, had somebody retell that bit. Like, has anyone ever had that where you have a joke in the moment, and then someone tries to retell your joke outside That's that moment? It's awkward. It's awkward be- because they don't have your voice. The audience is not there. The timing 
its time and place, I feel, with any joke. I mean, especially with in the stand-up world, it, it's time and place. Awkwardly, I, we're kind of doing that right now. A little bit. <laughs> but, like, we're trying to explain it, and then... I, got, I know. And so far, this pretty standard episode of Louie, like, and then he sees his daughter, Jane, his daughter, and takes her to the doctor, the doctor from last season... Charles Grodin. Yes, Charles Grodin, the doctor from last season who... He's gotten old, guys. But... I mean, I remember him from his Beethoven days. <laughs> but he's he's still very wise. Oh, he, oh he's, he's, of course. He's hysterical, too. Grodin's great in this show. Like, and, he's just great. And pretty much, he... Um, Louis takes a lollipop. Louis takes a lollipop, sits down with Jane. Someone... He says hi to someone in the, in the waiting room. And then that then that one woman just doesn't say anything, and Jane is like, "That's she's really impolite. That person's rude, Daddy. That person's rude." He's like, "Don't say that, but you are." To the lady, yeah. they go in, they talk to the doctor, and this is where we get the first inkling that something might be up with everything we're about to see, because he goes he goes into the doctor. The doctor never examines his daughter, and she talks about some pretty deep existential. <laughs> all I all I see are electrons and new. Neutrons. My face is sweating from the inside, and they're spinning, and they're this and they're that. And the doctor never touches her, never, never examines her. Goes, okay, drink some water. That's you see, you seem (laughs) dehydrated. You should probably get hydrated. And then they pick up Lily at um, they pick up Lily at a sleepover, and then they go to the grocery store. And in the grocery store, Lily explains she's watching this movie about a guy who's wearing all white, including a white bowler. And they're running around London, like, killing people until they got arrested. And then they were arrested. And he was like, wait, did, wait, did th- that woman let you watch Clockwork Orange? It's great. Oh, man. Did you ever have that moment when you're uh, a kid and describing a movie to your parents or, like, uh, something that you weren't allowed to see? And then you got not caught, but it was like, hey, like, she's, like, 13 in the show. So it's yeah. like, who cares? That's a rough movie. I know it's yeah that's a, I, yeah I know that's a, a lot pretty of, a extreme lot of example. Still so far, still so far, whatever. Yeah. You know what really, uh, first of all, baffled me is first of all with Louis, he takes the lollipop before he actually goes to the doctor, and he doesn't even give it to his daughter. I mean, first of all, I thought uh, the you're supposed to get the lollipop the sucker after. After the doctor, well, no, no, the dad, get... the dad can take it whenever he wants. Yeah, I didn't know that rule. The daughter is rule. supposed to. Although, but that, but that's another like tiny little trope that, like, when you think back to the entire the episode as a whole, they're like, you know what? Like, he do they they usually give you a lollipop when you're done? Why do they even have a bowl of lollipops for anyone to take? Like, that's not actually how a doctor's office may or may not do the lollipop distribution. That's we'll how Gro- that's how Groden does it. I, that might be how Grodin does yeah. it, and before and before Lily, <laughs> the Grodin way, yeah. And before that, Louis picks up Lily from picks up Lily from that sleepover, and the mom who's whose husband just died asked him to move. Oh, he was dead. I didn't get that. Uh, why would she? Did he leave? I assumed she he was said, dead. He, she just said when he before he left. Yes, really. So yeah. I was thinking divorce. I, I was thinking she, divorce but she too. She seemed wrecked enough. She seemed so wrecked. I assume. Well, she was completely helpless altogether, so she not would probably me- cry over everything. Not to mention, I want to watch this episode a second time. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of stuff to be caught. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure she didn't say dead or left. Like, I think he stopped being here. Like, I'm sure it was some yeah. weird line. Yeah. Like, weirdly right. specific line that you'd catch on a second viewing of, like, what is real? What is 
what is like because she looked devastated by whatever had happened clearly in no shape to um host a sleepover and she asked louie to move a fish tank to which he goes oh, you gotta like drain it and like professionals yeah you should probably hire some professionals yeah first of all who asked someone to move a fish tank though <laughs> A bit, and that was a pretty large fishing. That's not like a goldfish Mon- you win at a fair. I love, I love how Monasis looks at it as like, I'm not watching a comedy anymore. I'm just pissed off that like this woman's asking him. I cannot suspend yes. my disbelief. Yeah. I cannot. I want to. I want to. I want to ground the episode, gentlemen. I want to ground it in real time, real Good life luck with this episode. And once again, yeah, she start one. like she starts bawling. She sits down. He grabs a blanket, he puts the blanket over her, and eventually covers her in the blanket, which any other week on this show would be, oh, that's, a, that's just a funny gag. Whereas this week, we're like, that could have multiple meanings of what is he covering her for? Re- really quick, have you ever had... I've had that happen to me, like, I mean... Oh, no. oh, yes, have Someone you ever had... to move a fish we tank? Well, almost, but... <laughs> oh, but I thought you meant the blanket thing. No, have you ever had just this... No, a woman you... Don't know that well, just uncontrollably cry. Well, yeah, that that happens. Oh, That's, every every uh, every night I'm with him. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> they usually hosts here. Yeah. I mean, well, what do you? Yeah, what do you do? How do you do it? Because I mean, the the blanket trick that was kind well, of that was pretty like funny. A bird. You know how like birds are so stupid where you can just put uh, a blanket over their cage and they just think it's nighttime out of my. I think he was just thinking like just just. If, if if she if she can't see anything, then he can just leave the room. So okay, I'll just put this blanket over you, and I can leave now. So I thought it was a Which, brilliant way to get out of it. But that's like kind of surreal in the sense. Yeah, like, like so you're thinking that's, that's the start of the you think that's the start of the dream. I think if you watch this episode again, <laughs> yeah, all of it feels like this weird, like surrealist. Yeah, nothing's what it seems. Everything's meaningless. Sure, that bird but it was thing. A slight at the beginning. Yeah, but it's very slight at the beginning, yeah. and then you just jump in. But yeah. I think it's all there. I really wish I was able to watch it a second time before this. You were not taking notes. I was not That's taking notes. That's the best notes. way, though. Yes. If you would have looked down, you would have been angry. Yeah, to, to take a little notes. bit because I would have missed things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there, Lily, Jane, Louie, all in a taxi cab. Louie falls asleep. They laugh. And then we jump ahead, and because I didn't take notes, you'll have to correct me of exactly what we jump ahead to. But we jump ahead to something, and then he wakes up. We jump. He jumped ahead when they were they were playing like chess in the Mm -hmm. kitchen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he opens the door, and you see the first vision of this creep, which reminded (laughs) me. Well, because he opens the door, and And then complete darkness. Yeah. It was like this half naked. A uh, chiseled man with the you yeah. kind of resemble a little bit with the bald. I try, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I try. I, thank you. You know, actually, I thought it, the that life size mannequin reminded me of Mango, uh, Chris oh, Kattan God, uh, from Saturday Night Live. No one touches the Mango. Kind of that. Yeah. I never thought we'd get a spot on Mango impression on the oh. show. We <laughs> you got can't today. Oh, okay. that was pretty fantastic. Mango. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good, man. Um, but. I, I'm, the best way to describe this gentleman would be chiseled body, speedo. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Speedo. Just pupils. No eyes, no eye socket, yeah. just pupils. He likes to nibble on the ear. He likes to nibble on the Mango-ish. ear. Mango ish. Mango ish. And then he jumps through a completely dark, complete darkness into the light and tackles Louie. And then he wakes up again. 
I wonder if that was a com- I would love to know if, I mean it's probably not a comedian I just now I just need to know who that was IMDB playing will that it. will they will they have any kind of uh, like I, I you think everyone will just be untitled in this whole episode like everyone's just gonna be you know no ne- name at all in never the credits mind. never mind yeah. Louis, Louis um, this IMDB only has two credits for this episode I know I saw it earlier so, and I was like okay so then tomorrow IMDB will have it yeah next yes. week we'll <laughs> disclose the the name of the gentleman man the olive-eyed man. Um, I'm not going to have the order right, but then That's he wakes right. up again, and they set up this pattern. And the pattern will be, or well, at first it's like, ah, I woke up again, and then they flash forward to something else. I think it was the comedy club. And yeah, then and they flash forward. Yeah, stuff. they flash forward to something else where the gentleman who like thought his B joke was so funny, was crazy glazy, on, crazy glazy, was just up on stage stealing the B joke. Yeah, like straight up stealing the B joke. How would you feel if someone stole your joke like that? Well, and how would you? Yeah, I that would off. be my whole bit. If like if I had to go up on stage right after that guy, my whole bit would be like, uh so crazy glazy likes to steal everything. Funny thing, I have way better material than the B joke, but the B joke was what he has, and that's what I'm stealing. Yeah. Or that's what he stole from me. Yeah. Wait, how how often do you think that really happens? Or Plenty. You, no, probably not that directly. Yeah, in, yeah. in this episode, in this episode, it's so infrequent. But like, what I love about everything that's there is there's so much to dissect and get into. But ultimately, he chose it at random. Yeah. Ultimately, it means nothing, which is just like life. Everything you feel like everything means something when it really means nothing. It's true. It's and deep. It's really. <laughs> It's really deep and it's very, um, very like Boomwell and. See, now you're going over my head. Boomwell Wait. is the name of a director who did very surrealist things okay. just like this. Actually, way more surrealist things. If, if you've gone through, uh, film school, I think I've been shown Boomwell and Salvador Dali did a picture called, it was a short film called The Andalusian Dog. And I think I've seen it like six times throughout my time in film school. And like at one point we dissected it frame by frame. And like this is what it could mean. This is what it can't mean. This is the overall crazy story they're telling with symbols and dream logic and all these things. And it, ultimately, it means nothing, though. I did that same thing with Office Space. Wow! <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I, <laughs> office Space might be that. Oh, deep. I was gonna cheers. I was gonna cheers you there, man. I thought we had. Yeah, I, I totally did that with we'll Office Space, we'll frame by frame. Just a end. frame by frame oh, breakdown of Office Space, especially with the stapler and the fax machine. Or the copy or whatever that was. That was beautiful. That was, I couldn't imagine breaking it. We should, now I could break the, this episode would be fun frame by frame. Yeah. That's what I like about it. Because even even Crazy Glazy yeah. stealing a joke from Louis C. K. That's a name. Is Crazy Glazy. Crazy Glazy, but that's there's actually a layer of that in Louis C. K.'s history where Dane Cook allegedly may have but he already addressed that earlier he, in the but, series. But that wasn't the point. Oh, he yeah. doesn't want to readdress nah. it. He just wants to do something else that leaves a remnant of his past and of the connection you, the connection I'd make, which wouldn't be the connection you'd make. And it's real deep and like art, like it's art, guys. Yeah, my connection there would just be so many hack comedians. I mean, yes, it's a, it's, well, the, it's, it's helping the dreamlike state at this point. Because we're not but, in the, we're not in this rabbit hole yet either. No, we're almost there. But yeah, it's just a hack comedian kind of. It just that's the annoying part of the dream. Like steals his coat, steals his jokes. Just like, but you know that guy exists in his life for the last thirty years. Like just that guy has been there. Oh yes, yeah. He may or may not actually exist. Yeah, not specifically. Although in this show, particularly 
like Louie as a show on FX that's been on for five years. He he yeah. ebbs and flows with canon yeah. at all. Like sometimes his kid ha- kids have a mom. Sometimes we see her. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. I actually thought when they had the lady at the beginning who was babysitting, I actually thought that was all of a sudden going to be his ex-wife. Like, I didn't know where he was going. I'm like, and it's so weird how that's normal now. Yep. I can look at that scene and go, is that his ex-wife now in this episode? I just thought maybe he was switching it up. Yeah. And that would have been fine. That would have been cool. But I mean, lately they have kept his ex-wife as one, as one character. Yeah. Um, so where we so jump into? <laughs> where, what's next? Where, where do you guys? So the jump? dream gets darker, and he then I feel yeah. Now we're we get into the deeper into that rabbit hole, and he we see him trying to like go to the doctor, or he he's talking to his other comedian friends. Ah, Jim. Oh well, like, I love and, the cameo by Jim Norton. Yes, yes. like yes. so we see yeah. We're we're he's waiting, and he takes his arm out for this elderly woman to eat yes yeah. as if it was a donut and then he looks down and his his lower half is a mannequin and his uh his, his, his genitals are kind of like a mashed up muffin i would say a cronut yeah. Actually, I think Cronut made the most yeah. sense yeah. to me. Cronut, yeah, and then, kind of mashed York, a little yeah, and a then little. off in the distance, the MC, the MC from this entire yeah. run, calls him to the stage, and then he comes onto the stage with a Cronut. He walks through probably, and there's, and there's mannequins though. Yeah, They're like there's all these mannequins. We even see, I think, the mango esque. Uh, uh olive eyed dude. Yeah. yeah, that guy's around. He is. He is around with mannequins. And well, I love how he doesn't really have a bit. He doesn't really have material. It's just like it's just like blah blah. blah, meow, blah, blah. He can't, self, he, self, self, he self, can't. Blah. Yes, right. But, he really can't talk. But yeah. it was an exercise of his subconscious because to him, that's what his bit is. Where it's like self, self, self. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Jokey joke joke. The do well, I do the thing? Did and you, were you guys you taken out of it? Like, or you? I mean, not taken no, out of I, it. Like pulled in because no, I was he there. Represented dreams. That's what I meant. I mean, he, I mean, he, like wow, he's. He's a, he's actually making dreams close to kind of how they are. Yeah, like well, that's his is on stage representing representing what he does. That's what the surreal. Yeah. That's what yeah, surrealism's all about. Yeah. Is subliminal. Sorry, subliminal. this is my this is my uh, no no one oh one class. Right you now. are getting schooled in film, Jared. One oh one. Yeah, you are not in the Tisch school. You are in the after buzz. I don't want to get too far off topic, but what what would be your dreams that you've had? That are similar to when he's on stage with his pants down. Steve's what night, dude. What, what's the similar that you would have? Like, um, you, honestly, done. for me, would be any any role I've ever been like rehearsing for. Yeah, my dream would be it's like opening night, or it's like a fairly common one, but it's like opening night, or we're on set and we're ready to do it. And I don't like I've n- I have not rehearsed. Yeah, it's like the old not studying. Dreams. Yeah, like the same idea. Like I'm not prepared. But like dreams are so fluid that you're there, but the second you realize that that's what you're doing, yeah. you kind of change, you kind of pivot and then change. And now I'm a robot, and yeah. now I'm coming out and saying blah bitty blah bitty blue, and they're applauding yeah. me because I did do the, re- <laughs> I did do I, I the work, if- and it was inside me all along. <laughs> I gotta know what's on this guy's brain for those oh, dreams. You do not want to go down there, my friend. Okay. Oh, I know, but it's awesome. <laughs> Mine were always like quick. I always had the. It was always a sporting event, and my and I was just I couldn't run. So every time I was playing something, 
I could not keep up. I was always falling or sinking or my legs didn't work and I just couldn't. I had to play something on the ground, literally sitting. It was a horrible. I usually have the opposite dreams with with running. Like a lot of people say they can't run in dreams. I can't run. I don't run much in real life. Yeah. So in my dreams, I actually, like I've had many a dream where I'm running. Yeah. But like at the speed of a car. Oh, nice. Where it's like, oh, I got to get there. Damn. I want something And then just run there. I, I and then at some this. point you jump and you just jump like fifty feet. Yeah. Dreams are cool wow. if you. Mine are too. I'm not, I'm Especially not. Louis' dreams. Thank That's you. True. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, speaking Mark. of, uh, you know, going down rabbit holes and dreams. Now we get into the sequence. Louis is trying to not have these nightmares. He keeps on going back to sleep. He keeps on having them. You know, we, we get another comedian. We get his brother in a rabbit suit. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, he, then he bangs. Yes. Then he bangs his brother in a rabbit suit. Yeah. And then his brother in a rabbit suit bangs him. This was when I first realized, like, oh, okay, he's he's just going out of and his he, way to do random stuff. And then and then he's in this corridor, this red corridor going through. It's somewhat blurry. And then suddenly he wakes out of it. And he's with his buddy at this Italian bakery eating a cannoli uh, before he pays for it. Also known, I guess, filled with raccoon jizz. Yeah. That's a quote. Well, that's obvious. We all know that. That's it like, was that's new like, to me. That's My... like science, bro. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're the restaurateur. Or the, the, yeah, you're yeah. right. It's true. I, you yeah. should review that's that, right. uh, that oh, pastry place. In you your have next no thing. idea. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Right. So, But anyway, from that, he gets this awakening of okay, when did these nightmares start or when did you have, you know, start having them? And he goes back to the woman, the uh, the sitter oh, yeah. of his daughters and mm-hmm. he comes with his vacuum and he starts by cleaning well, and helping everything. Well, yeah. he, he comes yeah. in and he, he moves the fish tank. Yeah. He and also then gets he some, fixes, something then, out then of then it. He fixes, yeah. Then he fixes yeah. a toilet. Yeah. Then he does a faucet. <laughs> then he bangs, then he her, does on the, her. Then he bangs her on yeah. the kitchen counter. Yeah. Well, and I mean, then he logically. does then he does something yeah. else, and then he does something else, and then he eventually we see him go to sleep with the great song. With this great song yeah. that initially smiling faces give me diarrhea. Yeah, that's a great. Well, because it was initially like the song initially fit right in where it's like oh like this old timey like kill all the monsters song. Yeah, but like so, told so sweetly that maybe it's a child's song or maybe something interesting. And then like the words keep changing every chorus to like kill all the smiling children. All the smiling children must diarrhea. Must <laughs> diarrhea. Smiling children with diarrhea. Smiling children give me diarrhea. Like this stream of consciousness song. And that's how we end with him sleeping. And yeah. we wonder if he's been sleeping the whole time. Maybe. This whole episode was diarrhea. It's like Dallas is all... It's like Dallas all over again. Do <laughs> you... enough for that. Do you think he <laughs> was sleeping the whole time? Let us know. What do you th- What do you think? This is kind of predictions. Is, it? is it, are we going I mean, that route? Are we going to go that's that a, route? That's well, a no, cop out, man. That's a cop out. Like Roger Ebert, he loathed he loathed like movies uh, that were just one gigantic dream. Well, that would be from a, story, from a storytelling standpoint. That is a huge cop out. But something like we saw here, yeah, where it's, it's like, was was it a dream? What is a dream? What is reality? And that was the whole motif of the whole episode. Like, I'm gonna what say is, no. What is love? What is um, oh, Hathaway? Huh? Beat you know? me to it. Totally <laughs> beat me to it. <laughs> the song. Yes. No, I, sorry. What is love? <laughs> we we've puns. <laughs> we puns here, guys. Um, but yeah. Yeah. 
I this is my favorite episode of this season. Me so too. You were laughing your ass off. It just it was I, the mango. All, the whole season's been solid and great, but this episode was just was excellent just because it was completely off the wall and I love I just was going to rattle off real quick Jim Norton Todd Berry Nick DiPaolo Bob Kelly yes. always Charles Grodin but yeah I, I love how Nick DiPaolo was just like the straight guy the whole time like yes. the one guy who didn't do anything off the wall in the whole episode as comedians and then Todd Berry was just the friend who is going to humiliate him and say he's stupid yeah. that's all he did and it's great bite his hand at some point yeah like, there's a whole lot going it's on it's great oh this episode I want to I kind of want to get us out of here a little sooner so we can watch this episode again. Let's get out. Um, Let's if you guys, knock it out of the park. If you guys want to send me many, many articles about the Andalusian dog or about surrealism and tell me I don't, I, I still don't understand surrealism because that's the point, you can tweet at me at Steve Kaufman, K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. If people have existential thoughts they want to share with either of you, where can they find you? Anyway, guys, you can go to restaurantfiction.com and check out my review on The Peach Pit, which was the restaurant featured in Beverly Hills, 90210. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter, at RestFiction. Listen to me on iTunes, Restaurant Fiction. That's at Gilkerson Radio on Twitter. Also, podcast at at The Gizmo Show, I think that's what our thing is now. Just look, look up The Gizmo Show and find the cat with a bunch of sports equipment. You'll find the guy. <laughs> guys... And- and I said that earlier, where you can find me. I do a lot of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. I tweet about them regularly. Um, Cheers, We'll see you guys friend. next week. Ah, right. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, this is awesome, I guys. drank all my vodka. Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Mark. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Be easy later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 